It's Sunday, March 3rd, 2019. Welcome to the Philly Press Box Radio Roundtable, coming to you live from the Irish Rover Station House in Langhorne, PA. You can also see us via Facebook Live. I'm Bill Furman. I'll be your host, along with my partners today, Jim Chancesco. We have Fred Hugo, our special guest from Leading Green Nation. Brandon Lee Gowton is here to talk Eagles and some Sixers as well. And check these live shows are just a blast. And we've got a big crowd here today, and we're excited that the Irish Rover Station House would have us. Yeah, you know, we did a show like this about three months ago at a tavern in Fullcroft, PA. And now here we are at the Irish Rover. I get over here quite often. I live about 20 minutes away. So it's nice to be able to do this with a lot of familiar faces out there staring back at us. Yeah, we've got a bunch of Philly sports to talk about today. We've got some trivia questions, Philly Press Box radio shirts to give away. The Rover has some Eagles gear. We've got the Brian Dawkins autographed jersey to Raz, and all sorts of Bud Light specials going on. And most importantly, anyone that's with us here or on Facebook Live, feel free to ask us any questions at any time during the show. And we certainly appreciate full participation. And, you know, later in the show, with American Idol back on TV tonight, uh, we're going to have a little karaoke battle. So wait till you hear Friends in my duet. It's going to be a killer. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm taking you and Fred over me and Brandon. What do you think? I didn't tell you about that, did I, Fred? Sorry. Well, you didn't tell me either. <laughs> well, hey, we're looking forward to it. Hey, let's get rolling, Chet. Some big Philly sports news this week. And uh, the Phillies signed some guy named Bryce Harper. That might help this team. You know, we had frankly gotten sick of the whole ordeal the last couple of weeks. All of the tweets and the bogus reports. He's coming. He's not coming. He's going to Los Angeles. He's considering San Francisco. He's not going to come unless he gets an opt-out clause. Well, it took four months, but it finally happened on Thursday. Bryce Harper, a six-time All-Star, is a Philly. Here he is here joining us today, Bryce Harper, and I'm pretty happy about it. How about you, Fred? <laughs> I'm so happy that we finally got a start. We've gone free agent period after free agent period, and the players, they don't come here. And finally, the contract is laid out. I know it's 13 years, but we have the star player of baseball outside of Trout um, signing here in Philadelphia. Well, I'll tell you, I've already had a chance to go to two spring training games, last Sunday in Lakeland against the Tigers, and Wednesday against the Twins. And, you know, I like this team before they signed Harper. J.T. Real Muto is a great-looking kid, great-looking player. The additions of Gene Segura and Andrew McCutcheon are big pieces. This team is loaded. Yeah, I'm really excited about all of those moves. I think they're all great moves for the Phillies. Got to give Matt Flintzak credit. He's like Howie Rose with all of a sudden making just the right moves. And Fred, if you would, bring that clip from Bryce Harper about his goals in Philadelphia over the next 13 years. So Bryce Harper yesterday. At the end of the day, I want to be able to go to sleep and know that I gave it my all and was able to bring back a title that the Philadelphia Phillies organization to Mr. Middleton, to Mrs. Middleton, to the whole city of, of Philly, and you know, to the fans, to, to everywhere that's part of this. You know, that, that's what I want to do. That's what I feel like I want my legacy to be. It's all about winning, all about playing the game the right way, for a great organization for a long period of time. He certainly said all the right things, and I tell you, Chad, I'm a little surprised. I, I made a post on Facebook about how many teams or how many games did this team win, and quite honestly, I was expecting a lot of people to say 100. <laughs> I, mean, I, will. 
actually really in the low 90s, 88, 91, 92. I was really expecting more to be up in those high 90s. You know, I think uh, Jay Barry had to get you together. I think this team could win a hundred games. Well, you know, they won 80 last year, but the team they had that whole season, yeah, they pretty much stopped from, you know, August 2nd on, but they still managed to win 80 games. But now you get guys like Leonardo, you get McCutcheon, you get Bryce Harper, uh, you get David Robertson out of the bullpen. They've made a lot of upgrades right there, and I think they're worth at least a dozen more of those new additions. So I'm right now going to say 92 wins. I think the over-under is 89 and a half. I think they're going to go over at this point, so I would still like to see another starting pitcher, but for now, I'm going to say over. I'm going to say about 92 wins. Well, Fred, you're kind of the, uh, the even more optimistic fair world in the chat. What do you see this going? Given the, uh, the gambling win that I had, I blocked uh, from signing. Only got the Phillies over 84 some wins. Only got the winning win out of And only got the winning World Series at the great odds. So I'm not going to trade. Let's go to the World Series. Who's going to go to the World Series this year? Yeah. 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 Well, you know, I, I think I told you guys, I was out in Vegas uh, between Christmas and New Year's. Family vacation, and it was interesting to me that because I was looking at these Phillies odds, you know, thinking the Phillies were going to have a chance to sign it. This was before the Real Alto deal, and the odds were only 16 to 1 at that time. Vegas, I think Vegas knew, but you know, they always seem to know that they were going to sign Harper. And to me, I didn't jump on that 16 to 1 because I thought those odds were a little lower at that time. But, well, uh, what are they talking about now? Eight to one for the, for the World Series, isn't it? Wow. Yeah, I mean, it was Bryce yesterday meeting with Matt Clampock and uh, Middleton in Florida. They had a nice little press conference on top of the dugout in Clearwater. And I'll tell you, my favorite thing so far, the whole Bryce Harper deal, I don't know if you saw this beyond social media, but there was a picture of pitcher Jake Carmiata getting ready for Bryce Harper's arrival. Jake Arrieta pitcher in a speedo. He says he's getting the house ready for Bryce Harper. And he goes to the fans, him up. I love it. I love that kind of stuff. Not, I don't like to see Jake in a speedo, but I just need to hold it to it. Right. Couple of his former contracts between now. That's that's with his Jake. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. I think uh, you know you, you can't talk about Philly's pitcher without talking about Aaron Miller. But I think we pretty much know he's going to be solid. Uh, what we don't know is Arietta. To me, he's the key to how this thing's going to play out. Yeah, I'm a little worried about Jake. I mean, he struggled much of last season. Supposedly, he's been, you know, working with the pitching coach down there, and they tweaked a few things. And he had a little knee issue last summer that he didn't tell anybody about until later. And now he had that taken care of about a month ago. So hopefully, he's in good shape physically. If Jake can come back and win 15 or 16 games, that would be very, not very nice. But it's the guys after him that I'm a little worried about, the Jake Pavettas and the Jared Eichhoff who can't seem to stay healthy, um, Zach Eflin, you know, these guys have to really step it up. Vince Velasquez, he's always inconsistent. They've got to do a better job. So for me, maybe the most important guy this year for the Phillies is a guy named Chris Young. He's the new pitching coach. And if Chris Young does his job and gets these guys as good as they can be because they do have potential, I think the Phillies are going to win a lot of games. Yeah, well, I don't know what the uh, payroll number, annual payroll number is now that they've added all these guys, but let's just say it's $75 million. 
the seventy-five million dollar question is: Can big big capital managers? You're you big target. Well, you know what? I think uh, I think we're seeing a lot more consistency out of capital this year. The write up was the write up. You know, you shouldn't have to tweak it every night like you did last year. He's got. Eight guys, nine guys, if he rotates Kingsley Hernandez and Rutland around maybe a little bit, that lineup should be pretty much the same every night, and it should be loaded. Yeah, I know you're not a fan of the whole lineup switching where you move everybody around and have them play in different positions, different spots in the batting order. I think with these guys, more talented lineup, it would make sense to stick with pretty much the same lineup almost every day. You have to give a guy an occasional day off, but I would like to see, you know, Harper bat third all the time, McCutcheon second, Harper third, uh, Reese Hoskins fourth, JT Realmuto fifth, and so on and so on and so on. They, they know where they're going to be in the lineup every day. They'll come into the clubhouse knowing where they're going to be hitting. I think that does a lot for peace of mind, and I'd like to see more of that this year. And I think you will. Fred, what do you think? Do you think uh, the Phillies come out pretty stable under under uh, Kapler this year, or do you think you see a lot more chaos? Well, I'm, that's my huge concern. Are you going to put like games in a computer every day and let the computer tell you what the lineup is. I mean, I'm a younger guy, but it's like, come on. Like, you can't just spell out weird lineups with Bryce Harper batting eight and the pitcher batting fifth. I know we have some kids in here, but, you know, let's, let's stay accustomed to a more, and I think Gabriel, actually. I think he learned on his first year and what a team from my mom. You know, a team where you can't take a, a little bit, a... They overachieved in the first half of the season, and the pitching fell out from underneath them in the second half. So, you know, I think Gabe, if given the benefit of the doubt, was just, his attitude is amazing. He placed himself in the city. You know, let's, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Speaking of putting names into a computer, we're putting names in a bucket. For all you people who are here live, we're going to be doing the first of our four giveaways in about five minutes or so. You got a little sheet of paper, you put it on here, and I offer it to other people in the car. If you want a chance to win one of these Philly Press Talks Radio t-shirts or some other giveaways that we have, be sure to put your name on that piece of paper that we gave you, or you can help you get one, and put it in this bucket right here, because we're going to draw our first name in a few minutes. Hey, yeah, absolutely. And, hey, you know, one more thing I want to talk about. I looked out while you were talking. I see my buddy Paul Henderson out there, and he, he, he makes me laugh because him and I have always had these conversations over the last three, three years, few years about Cesar Hernandez, Michael Franco, and Odo Adubo Herrera. And uh, him and I have very opinions on those three guys, but those are three key guys now that we have to see where they're going to fit, if they're going to fit, and how they're going to play. Theoretically, you could have a lineup that has Franco in the seven hole, Hernandez or Adubo in the eight hole. And those guys were the team stars here just a year or two ago. This is a stacked lineup, one through eight. All these guys can play. And then you're talking about Franco. A lot of people realize that Franco was their leading hitter last year, average-wise. He can also get to 20 home runs. And I think he's going to be better this year, knowing that he's the guy at third base now. Since they didn't make a deal for Machado, they didn't uh, bring anybody else in to play third base. Henry's not going to keep him out. Michael Franco is the guy at third base, and he's going to, I think, have a very, very good year, especially with all those good bats in front of him. So he could be a sleeper, Michael Franco, this year. Yeah, I think so, too. And, and I think Odubel, if they'll just find a slot for him and let him go, don't make him sit there and wait on two strikes. Let him hit doubles. If he stands on second base like he did last year, uh, most of his inch footballers, and he's sitting there to be driven in by Hoskins and Harper, that's set the table and right. 
Yeah, we've got to keep him healthy, too. He's been battling on the high street problem lately. And then there's Roman Quinn, who was supposed to battle for a spot. Roman Quinn is hurt yet again. Well, he can walk out of the house and get hurt. He's hurt at least twice in every season. Yeah, I saw him Sunday. He looked great. Then he's hurt. Um, the man is just hurt. The good is hurt. Uh, they're all about leg injuries. So, obviously, uh, you know, the, the play of Malibay is not like the Ruby on the actual team spring training to get in shape for the flight. They're supposed to come to spring training ready to go. And apparently these guys didn't because they're all whole muscle in the first half of the You got it. All right, here, one, one other thing uh, I want to throw at you guys is let's talk about the other team. You know, the Braves got a little bit better. The Nets got a little bit better. Uh, is this going to be a runaway? Uh, it's not going to be a runaway. No, absolutely not. Uh, as you know, everybody except the Marlins got better. And the Nationals have a lot of pitching. And pitching can win you a lot of games. And they still have a pretty good lineup as well. Braves did a couple of things to get better. If I'm not mistaken, the Braves actually won the division last year. So nobody's going to run away with this division. I don't care how much better the Phillies are than they were a year ago. They're not going to run away with the division. I think it's going to be a battle between the Phillies and Nationals for the top spot. And that's going to be a big rival right now. The Parker's clearly, oh my God, 18, 19 games a year for the Nationals playing each other. And Bryce will be turning to uh, Washington. I think it's April 2nd, so that we get to see the Phillies down there in Washington. And I can't wait for that. Now I'm thinking about this. Anybody actually buy the Sunday paper anymore? Because I got the Philly Inquirer today, and uh, you're the right start for it. I know, I'm the only one who actually buys the physical copy of the newspaper, but it's just what I do. It's a Sunday thing for me. It's a tradition, and I'm glad to see Eli still get a shot of Bryce Harper there at his Sunday. One of the things I was say to you guys, you know, the big, one of the big knocks, if there's a knock on Harper, is a little bit of an attitude thing. A little bit of an emotional fight that we want to get in here in this two college town. He sure uh, tried to lay that to rest yesterday. He certainly said the way that was he said. And when you had that clip with uh, the boy Holiday, uh, it was good. And it certainly about his work ethic as well. Uh, yeah, big class talking about uh, winning number three. Oh, you know, for me, it's your holiday. You know, one thing I was going to say to you, Chad, somewhere in the back of the Phillies organization, there is an assistant general manager that goes by the name of Brian McGetty. I don't know if you ever even heard of him. He's just a two He's actually worked with his dad uh, in Edmonds. Uh, Brian was the assistant GM of the Nationals some years ago, the year that they shut the Stratos down. So it's been a few years ago, and then they were stopping all the way. But one of the things that I thought when the, when the Phillies went all in to get Harper, Brian and then certainly had to play a large part of that. Um, because he wouldn't have brought him in if they thought there was going to be problems and all that. So I think that's a real positive for the Phillies and their organization. Yeah, absolutely. They did all the right things over this offseason. Nobody complained at all the Phillies did. So they made all the right moves. Now we got to run the field and do it. 
Rick Bowers is an official free agent. He's already making the rounds. Is he going to Jacksonville, Miami, Washington, Rose Bowl, Atlanta? Really sounds like Jacksonville is the destination for Nick Bowles. We're hearing Russ Bowles say today that he would have to come out this week and all indications are that it's really only the Jaguars that are interested in. So uh, I think that's going to be the landing spot for him. I think you look at the other teams out there, so there's been some talk about the Giants being interested in him or maybe Miami, but it doesn't seem like that's going to be the spot. It seems like he's going to be going down to the AFC South to play with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And he can look at all right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that'll be good. Uh, it doesn't surprise you. It doesn't really surprise me. It had to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was working to keep him. You know, he can't afford him at this point. And, uh, you know, for Nick Bowles, he wants to start again. You know, I, I don't think he wanted to come back and be a backup. And he's wearing the starting role. So he's going to go out there and we'll see how he does. Thank you. 
I love that. Yeah, he, he's, 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 you know, he's, a, he's not, he should be a starter full time. It's like, he's, he's a legal software fan, what he can do last year. And it's not in that game, but, you know, he probably comes in and gets a very healthy game. He might be able to have a big day. If you talk about Jason, you should have this match on how he did. I'm not about Jason, I mean, they Yeah, Jason Bader is 100 contracts, but he's kind of out there in the news. He has a tough time getting through a game week to week. Uh, if Jason Peters be back, and if so, might they consider moving him to guard? I think he's going to be back, but I think he's going to be the most part of the left tackle in 2019. I think, and here's why, I don't really know who else to look at. And if you don't bring him back, I don't think Michael's ready to. Literally, I don't want my guys expecting Parsons on one side of the offense. I think he's going to be the most part Wow. Uh, what did I do about guard position? The key to the one to do is to stop away. I'm not going to move to the at this point. Now, the guys are not going to be back. Oh, yeah. Can they look at those two guys? I think they're going to. I think they're going to. We have to see. Uh, he's looking like it's not a lot that he's ready for the start of the season, so uh, we'll see. But I, I think, you know, having different stuff where he can in house helps. Uh, they like Samara a lot. I think he's going to be your starter at guard. And then hopefully Brooks will be out, so hopefully you'll have Samara at guard and probably do the works again back at right guard. All right, you mentioned protecting this guy, Carson Wentz. He, of course, is the key to the Eagles' future. Uh, you got to have a great franchise quarterback, and I think if healthy, he is the guy. He's gone through a lot the last couple of years, the injuries, the fact that people love the Coles and won a Super Bowl for them, and again, that's stepping over the end of the last season. Is Carson Wentz the franchise quarterback that we expect to come to the Super Bowl under him over the next five years? I think he can. I'm going to say yes, he can. Here's why. I mean, I go back to just how good he was in 2017 when, you know, if he doesn't get hurt, he's the league MVP. And after that season, you know, the NFL has their, uh, the NFL players have their top 100 poll, and he was a couple of years voted into the number three overall player in the league. I think that does have that much respect in your second year as a quarterback, and he had that advanced already. You know, I think 2018 was a rough year for him psychologically, even in the league, but uh, obviously, injury came out of either coming off that ACL that had a little back issue. Now, you know, he needs to be healthy. We'll see about that. But I think there's every reason to believe he can come back and have another really good year of full training camp and a full offseason to get ready for 
everybody you know, since they love Nick Foles, but I mean, that was really hard. Uh, Carson and I think it's just some adversity in the battle group. And I think with Nick Foles, of course, I think the battle court out there is the one that he kind of needs to step up and be able to do it. I think he needs to be able to do it. It's been, um, the worst of the years, and it was my injury, the defensive back coach, just question mark. And they started to come out of the game and sort of gel together, so they were going to have to die, and then Hockey and I started to play better. And he still seems bang up, bang up. And now, Ronald Darby has a free agent. What do you think is going to happen here? What do you think? I think one thing you can say for sure. I think that was crazy. I mean, they did make this guy out of his pocket. I was going to say, if they want to run, really want to run, that's kind of been the run last year. So I think you put him at the box. You're like, okay, we know what we have there. He's going to be the guy there. On the outside, I'm on the back. And I remember watching him at practice. He was lost. And all of a sudden, Yeah, I think it's a lot of criticism, too. Of course, it's easy. It's just not a way to be able to allow 
so you got to feel that in at some point. Um, in the moment, I really want to see if we can down the structure with a more and more because when we're up on one general comes back, these guys have stepped up quite a bit. Now they get going back to him, and everybody else slides back down again. That's what I'm expecting, and I don't know that that's going to happen in the world. Fred, you've been an occasional critic of Brett Brown. So let me ask you, how far do the Sixers have to go to make sure they bring Brett Brown back? If they get eliminated the first or second round, is Brett Brown gone? Um, he's back in our world because he's not great at the point and let us see it through. I think personally, I mean, if he gets totally off-screened, which he has in the playoff series and he gets against the Boston Celtics, I don't understand. You, you have the talent now, you have the players. Now I say you didn't have him for a full year. You know, at some point, the players are the players as well, but it's just schematic issues. Even last night, he wants to stand by the 10 seconds left. And they they make a beat and they get around and they go back and they get with that chance to tie. And he has Ben Simmons just to beat that on purpose. And he stays by that. So I I personally, I need him to get to these Eastern Conference finals. And from this point, I need to see that they can beat that team on the Boston Celtics as well. And the Struggling, and Vincent is struggling, it's going to be part of that. 
and no one on the way. They get to be one of them Boston fans, at least I don't have to turn to and shoot trophy at age 14. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a little older than you, Fred. Uh, we can go back right away. So we do remember that late 70s, early 80s period. In 1980, of course, all the Philly teams were linked to the championship. The Phillies didn't bring home the trophy. The other teams came up short. Unfortunately, it was an exciting ball. There was a lot of time, and I think we're getting to that point again where the Phillies' car team is just catching fire right now. Yeah, I think if you look back at that time, and the Sixers were really exciting with Dr. Jerry Moses Malone, now Chiefs, uh, that much. But they were good when they got here. You know, Dr. Jerry came with the Nets, Malone came over from the Rockets. Uh, yeah, they put that team together, and it was a little bit short-lived. You know, the Phillies, I heard some pieces they would be well from them. They were all very straight out of the way. They came back in the Phillies organization, uh, and they had a nice number of flowers. Actually, he won 20 and he won 19. The 